Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Dalebout, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hello, my name is Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the FIFA Agreement, and you're listening to Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Yo, this is Tommy, TommyMacYoga.com. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Handstands, everyone. Hi, this is Bob Ross. I'm a teacher of Transcendental Meditation, and you're listening to a great show, the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is PJ Fleck, rowing the boat at Western Michigan Football. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. And we are back with another episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. And I'd like to announce on the show that uh, we also have new Mac champions with the Western Michigan University Broncos. Go Broncos. For, all right, bring it up. Yeah. So this past weekend, friend of the show and former guest PJ Fleck took his Western Michigan Broncos to Ford Field here in Detroit for the Mac championship game and won it in dramatic fashion. And, fi- and finished what? A, hist- a historic season for your university, right? Western Michigan University. That was probably, that was the biggest game. Up now, probably now, the next game will be the biggest game. But right. That was the biggest game in Western Michigan football history, correct? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, they're 13 and 0. 13 and 0. And when we talked to uh, Coach Fleck and he invited us to Kalamazoo for the Eastern Michigan game. We said, you know, well, we're going to join you at Ford Field when you get there. And and, and Coach Fleck was great. He's just rowing the boat. Yeah, well, he, he actually <laughs> called you out he on that. He said, he well, did. one game he at did. a time. He did. He did. And we just, uh, we were, we took it one game at a time. But like the humble warrior, we kept our word and we said we'd be there and we were there. And what an event it was. It was. It was awesome to see them win. Um, but we're not going to talk about kind of the sports aspect of the win, although it is historic, and they are going to the Cotton Bowl as a result of the win. What I want to talk about is this whole row the boat mantra. I know we've covered it on past shows, but it's really important because I think what he's done is he's really changed a culture at West Western Michigan football, and he's really in line with what we talk about all the time on the Humble Warrior podcast, and that... He's he's about people. He's about growth. He's about giving and serving. And as a result, he happens to be a football coach and a good one at that and changing these football players' lives for the better. So um, I had the chance to attend the press conference prior to the game. And I recorded some sound bites that I want to play. And then let's discuss, just like we discuss everything on this show, and relate it to our own lives and how we've grown, um, and also talk about maybe how it's spiritual. Like it. But before that, I want to thank everybody for th- subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So, the first soundbite I have is called. It's not about winning. 
So we'll play it, and then let's talk about it. It's not about one individual. It's about everybody collectively doing their job at an elite level and really sacrificing for one another. These guys love each other, and it's so fun to coach, and you don't want that to ever end. You know, so to extend it another week is a lot of fun to be able to do that in the, I can't say the regular season, but the postseason championship week. It's really an honor to be here. It's very humbling, but it also shows the confidence these guys have in the culture, in themselves, and each other. But it's also humbling at the same time because you do want to enjoy it, uh, and, and you know how hard it is to get here, and not everybody does that consistently. What I thought was great about that clip was, one, you know, he had a historic season. They're 13-0. and 0. They're arguably one of the best teams at Western Michigan in Western Michigan history. But here he comes into this championship game focused on one thing, that we're here, and then also that he's humbled about it. He's not, there's not like, hey, we were the best. It's, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to continue on our journey. Yeah, I love that he used the word uh, humbling twice in, right. that, in that piece. And you think one thing that, you know, um, following a Coach Fleck and the team this, this uh, season, like what he said in that press conference and what we've actually witnessed, he and the message he's also trying to say is really living in the present. Right. Is living in the present, you know, and and using the word love, you know, the, the guys love each other and just enjoying the moment. Right. Enjoying the moment. You just you hear the word joy. I mean, when, and I think what we're, you know, what's awesome about what we're learning about Coach Fleck and just our experience just covering this whole journey this year is, yeah, he's a coach by occupation, mm -hmm. but he is truly, you know, bringing his, I don't know, his creative artistry, spiritual creativity of, of what he is, what, you know, the soul of, of a man and, mm -hmm. and bringing that not only to a football team, but a community. Yeah. He's expressing himself. Yeah, he's expressing himself for who he is. Right. And the gift, and he's mentioned it so many times, I don't know if we're going to clip, is why he is so grateful for the AD and everybody at Western Michigan for let him to be him. Right. Let him be him. Am I saying that right? Or let him be he or... Uh, let, let him be himself. Be himself. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's what we're witnessing, and just see how that can, you know, that, that contagious is with the team and the community. Right. Right. So that goes on to to this next point that he believes his job and everybody's a core tenant of the program is to give and serve. So I'm going to play this clip for you. Yeah, the Uber shootings and also the bicycle accident, uh, the deaths we had there. It's just hard. It's such a tight-knit community. There's 150,000 people in about six, seven-mile radius. It's one of the most giving communities I've ever been a part of. So high for philanthropy. Uh, there's so many organizations that come to Kalamazoo to do a lot of their charity work. Uh, and it was a tough year. It was a tough year. And, again, if we could give those people some type of hope uh, – and look towards the future and really believe in something and maybe get away from those types of issues on a daily basis, especially if you were truly affected by it. Not that, you know, our football team should be that important to you, but if you can at least find some joy in, in, in your city's football team, then we're doing our job. We're giving and serving, which is the number one thing in our program, uh, but uh, beyond anything else, wins, losses, serving and giving is everything what this program's about. And if we can do that and make those people smile and bring joy to life for 60 minutes, then uh, that's what we're here to do. 
So at the beginning of that clip, he was asked about what it means to have this season. And he referenced the Uber shooting that happened this past year where that where there was that terrible tragedy of the Uber driver that happened in the Kalamazoo area, as well as the biking accident where somebody ran over some bikers in Kalamazoo. Um, and then he went on to talk about how, you know, the tenant, one of the tenants of the program is to give and serve. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Was that, was that before the Ohio game when you were there on Thursday or is that the post-conference? The clip? Yeah, that you this, just played. This is all pre, this is before the game. Well, what's amazing is, and we're going to get back to your point, is I was at the post-conference. And again, he mentioned the same thing. <laughs> Right. Even after that big win, right of what really is important, right? It wasn't about it the wasn't, football, no, about really winning or the the notoriety that the program has now achieved. It was really it sounded it sounds and it sounds very genuine to me. Right, it's not. This isn't this, shtick. This isn't you know. This is this is authentic. This, this is authentic. In a very masculine sport, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gladiators, you know, yep. hit, going on 120 miles per hour, hitting each other, and the person that's leading them is talking about giving, serving, and love, right? And just the way he is, which by nature is a football guy, right? Grew up playing the game, loves the game, mm-hmm. but know that deep down there's a higher calling, right? Which he's which he's doing, yeah, and he's sounds- using. He's football as the vehicle as the vehicle. And it, it really reminds me a lot of, well, you know, you know, I will always bring everything back to martial arts. Okay. But real, it reminds me a lot of Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, um, used martial arts as a way for him to express himself. Right. And for him to make change and for him to experience growth and help other people grow. And it's very similar. Yoga's that way too. I feel right. You know, right? Then yeah. there's a lot of practices yeah. like that. But typically, you don't. Football's not one that comes off the top of your head that you're like, oh yeah, football, right? Very zen. Yes. Um. So the next clip I wanted to, I wanted to play was he he talks about um, the power of people. It really has shown where we've really come from three and a half years ago being 1-11 to where we are right now at 12-0. It's a credit to our players, it's a credit to our culture and our coaching staff and our entire city of Kalamazoo. It just shows the power of people. Uh, when you have the right people and the right vision, anything's possible. And we're very proud to represent the West, uh, the West. very proud to be at Western Michigan University with our team, and uh, very proud to be here in Detroit. So. So again, he's he's very thankful about the position that he's in, and he realizes that that at every any moment, everything's a gift. Right, and I think what what happens is, you know, they came at that one and eleven. You know, nobody was talking about one and eleven like this, right? No, nope. but you know, the power of the people is people buy, buying in, or, or not even the word. Not what I could say, buying in are just aligned, aligned, and how that could just continue to grow stronger each and every day, person by person by person by person, and how we all have that power within to even to be able to do that, because it all starts with one person, right? And it goes from there. Right. 
And who knows how it, ha- you know, how it's going to manifest itself. Right. And I think the beautiful thing is that he's created this, I guess, this culture, this platform that allows, that's an environment that allows for all of this to happen. Yeah. The personal growth of his players, the, the sense of community within Kalamazoo, you know, and the results, you know, I think he said when he was on the show that the results, results are data. I think it was what he said. And it's just, it just gives you a idea of how you're doing. Well, and what's great is he, and this just shows with our culture and everything, um, you know, no one's doing the, no one's talking about this at one and 11. I'm not sure what they did their second season mm-hmm. or third season, but it catches attention because you're winning. Right. right. And that isn't that the, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, the conditions we live in when right. someone's up on top, that's when we really want to get to know them, but we don't really get to know them when they're, they're one and 11 and putting the signs in the yard. Sure. Sure. Right? That's interesting and, because, but, and that's, what's great about him. He has not changed in that four year time, you know, that four year time frame, Right. During that time. Well, that's great. You say that because that's a good segue oh, into the it. next clip. Let's do it. Um, so he's talking about negativity and positivity and how it affects the team and the culture. When you're one in 11, what I've learned is it's very difficult because you're losing, right? But at the outside world, right, the outside world, our media, which is the world they live in on their phone, the Twitter, the, the Facebook, the social media, doesn't care that you're one in 11. No, you're not even the story. No one talks about you. Nobody wants to talk to you. And once in a while, people make a, a remark here or there, or they'll yell something to you, but that's great. But our, our program is extremely positive. So they flocked at 1-11 to the positivity of the culture, even when we're 1-11. Like, how could this culture be so positive even when you're 1-11? When you become undefeated, there's a lot of positivity everywhere. There's positivity always in our culture. But then you worry about the positivity on the outside because that's where young people usually flock to, not the negativity. And there isn't much out there. So that's where you always worry. But the one thing these guys have done a tremendous job of is always bring things back to our culture. Right? Uh, we've celebrated wins. You've seen us in, after games in locker room. Uh, we're not going to celebrate like we've been there before. We are going to have a lot of fun because it takes a ton of time and effort to get to that point. Then on Sunday, we always celebrate in our, in our, in our team meeting for about a minute. It's probably not as fun as they think it is. For me, it's very exciting. But we do celebrate, uh, and then it's over. It's done with. And then we educate them how to handle the pressure and the expectations as you move forward. But the difference is, when the outside world is really negative, you don't want to spend too much time out there. You, you flock towards positivity, and that's where our culture was at its best. But now, with the positivity on the outside, you want to make sure they're hearing the right message all the time. And so, a lot in that one little two-minute clip. Yeah. Um, the first being what you were just alluding to, kind of the negativity, and nobody really wanting to talk about you, talk to you. You feel you may feel that you're you're not doing well, and the power of establishing a culture early on, as soon as he got there, that the players, because the culture was so positive, it. The one, the record didn't matter. What mattered was what they were doing together as a team, and how they were interacting, and what what they were focused on. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways. Yeah, that very powerful clip. I mean, you know, one of my favorite daily readers is the power of 
Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And I mean, that they, they just applied that. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I think it changes that they are no, they really aren't any different, those players and him from the 111 to the 12, you know, from the 111 team four years ago to the 12 and 0 team. There was a lot of growth along the way. Mm-hmm. But to what he said is the positivity was always there, the culture was always there. Mm-hmm. And, but along the way, what I love about this is they're in, they've enjoyed the journey along the way even though it's been hard even though it's been hard and they say you know like the celebrations we have and you know it's a it's a quote you know that we hear over and over you know enjoy the enjoy the journey not the it's all the gift is in the journey not the destination Mm -hmm. and i think that's what this four years has done where now to the outside world and to the players and the coaches for everything it is paid off big where you're going to a cotton bowl a major bowl playing wisconsin Mm -hmm. you know um but they're enjoying it right now i think they're i I mean i think they're taking obviously the steps they need to take you know all the preparation all the practicing now over the next few weeks but i'm sure coach fleck and his message to his players is at the same time stay in the present like truly enjoy this this ride all the way through, you know, getting to the game, the cotton bowl and mm-hmm. when it's time to kick it off. Well, that's interesting. You say that because at the, on the day before the game, after the press conference, the team had the ability to do to do practice. And so I went out on the field with when everybody was out there and they didn't practice. Coach Fleck had brought in these garbage cans these plastic garbage cans and lined them up and everybody had footballs and they were playing. They were trying to just toss the ball in the bucket basically. (laughs) And they were all over the field doing stuff and everyone was just relaxed and just really, I guess, soaking in the moment of being on that field and being the, the eve of a potential Mac championship and, and just, Really, it was just a lot of relaxation I saw happening. I was like, I was all geared up to see. All right, what are they going to do? What? How is he going to? How is he going to motivate him? What's he going to say? Yeah. And he sat on the bench with his wife, and the guys were just throwing <laughs> footballs around, joking That's around, great. talking, relaxing, having a good time. That's great. So, this next clip I want to play is about being truthful about the moment. So kind of, you know, when you've, in life, you may come up to these moments where they seem like these huge, big deals. Some people choose to ignore it and say, oh, it's not that big a deal. Some people just say, acknowledge it and say, yeah, this is a big deal. And sometimes, you know, I know in in my past life and things that have happened, there have been times where it's almost handcuffed me because the gravity of the moment sometimes can overtake you. Here's Coach Fleck's thoughts on what this moment meant for him and and the team. Well, I think you have to be very open and honest. You know, I mean, this is it. This is the end of the road before a bowl game. So this is the last true regular type season game you have. And I don't ignore it and don't talk to him about it because, again, it's one of those things that if you if you if you ignore it, right? And it's like I always say this, and you heard me say this before. It's like it's like raising your daughters. If your daughter never hears she's lovely from you, from age two, three, four, five, all the way up to 15, 16, next thing you know, she's out the door with the first guy that tells you, 
tells her she you look lovely. Well, I've never heard that before. I'm going to go with that guy. Well, what about, you're my dad, but you never told me that. That's what we talk to our players about, right? Is we're very real with them. You can't ignore this is a championship game. <coughs> it's the biggest game, right, that we have all year. One, because it's the next game, but it means a ton. There's a ton on the line. But this is what we wanted. This is the expectation and the pressure we talked about from the opening press conference when we took over this job, period, and the vision of Kathy Beauregard. This was her vision. And these guys, this is what you get now if you come to play for Western Michigan. If you don't want the, the championship pressure and the expectations and the expectations to be ranked, don't come to Western Michigan. And these guys have handled that flawlessly. But again, they're still kids. They're still young people. And they're influenced by outside sources. You have to be open and honest, but you also have to be able to keep the culture at the forefront of everything you talk about. And that's what Grow the Boat's all about. That's what One Game at a Time's about. That's what Changing Your Best is about. That's what Grow Hire's all about. To be able to give a little substance right, to what they hear on the outside, because they're never going to ignore it. They're going to embrace it just like anything else. But we want them to embrace it, but then bring it down into the culture funnel, and then what comes out of that is going to be pretty elite. And that's what these guys have done. Again, tons of information in that clip that just applies to to life. Life, yeah. Has nothing to do with football. Football just happens to be, like we've talked about this whole show, the vehicle for which the personal growth the expression of self is happening and the work he's doing the, and the work, the, the, yeah, the work, you That's know, it. and, and it's, a, and it's his inner, mission. It, it's, it, not, it's his mission. It's, yeah, feels it feels like it. And it, it's inner work. Mm. It's inner work. Yeah. You know, um, and he's working with young men. Like he said, these guys are still young and you know, he's putting, you know, he's, through this experience, he's putting his fingerprints on these guys in a way, right? Where it could, you know, it will shape them for the rest of their life. Because, like we know, you know, we all go through tough times in life. It's it's life, but this experience for these men, they're going to be able to look back back on the experience they had. And here's here's what's it even extends beyond the football players now. Right. Or like in the community, right? You're you're a season ticket holder. You know, you live in Kalamazoo. Right. Something happens. Wow. But look what I'm a part of. Look at not just the football team, but the community. Look how we come back. Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, and I I will tell you, you know, I was at the post-conference and I think I told you this. And he he gets very emotional at these things, you know, as we can say on these clips. Dude. I saw one of the media guys getting all choked up with a tear. <laughs> Must Seriously. be a long time Kalamazoo, I mean, yeah. You know, just getting choked up on just because I think what he was talking about uh, at the post conference was um, we all go through failures. And I think he mentioned divorce and career and all this. Right. And it could be, you know, it's applied to life. Right. It's applied to life. Well, and I think that's a great thing is that that's what I. I mean, this is why I'm attracted to him, really. Other than you know, I'm I am Western alum, but you know, there's it. It's more than just watching the team win. It's, I, it, there's a lot yeah. more to it. And and I think that's why, in a way, a lot of people are attracted to it because it's it's something new, you know. And it's maybe actually letting you know people look within them, their own selves. 
Right. You know, we'll just see where it's going. But you right. take it one day at a time. You row the boat. Right. So here's the last clip I have is from Zach Terrell, the quarterback. And he kind of talks about his growth as a person in the program. Now, Zach was with the team. He was not one of PJ's recruits. He was actually a remnant of the old coach. So, you know, whenever you go into a new situation, you know, if you've been in a job and you have a new boss, you're always like, hmm, where where am I going to stand in this whole thing? What's going to happen? And especially for a position as quarterback in football, it's so important for, for you know, he's – literally the leader on the field, you know, for him and the head coach to be on the same page. So he talks a little bit about his journey and what, what Coach Fleck meant to him. has done for me is probably undescribable, and it's something that you may not be able to really describe because it's something that all the things we've been through together and, you know, the coach and quarterback relationship is there's really nothing like it because, like, Coach always says we get more credit than we deserve and we get more blame than we deserve but that just comes with the job and i was right there with him when we were 111 when he was the worst head coach in college football and i was the worst quarterback in college football and um, now we're, we're still together and we're those same people but we've grown a lot and i've learned a ton from him and he's been very open and honest with me which has allowed me to learn a lot and grow as a man and i've learned a ton about leadership and life and um, the, the things that I've learned from him and this program and this culture are invaluable. And they're things that are going to take with me for the rest of my life. And um, I'll never be the same because of it. So I can't thank Coach enough for taking the chance on me and, you know, giving me the keys to the car. Now, are we listening to athletes? <laughs> I mean, this, these are not the, the – you don't hear these kind of sound clips on ESPN. With the head coach in there, star quarterback. Right. It's usually either you get something very vanilla, like just something that's right. of a, a, a vanilla sports cliche. It's a great story. But, I mean, the one thing I just wrote down, and I think we talked about, and this is a kid talking about this, you know, just a young man, you know. We're still the same people that we were at 111. We just grew. Mm. Yeah. And that is kind of like, I, I think that, is kind of like the main thing that maybe is starting to happen is growth. Mm-hmm. Growth. And how that could apply to all of us. Right. Because if you're not growing. You're dying. You're dying. Right. Right. And, you know, you're, you're always growing. You're always learning. You're always becoming the best you out there. And that's exactly what's happening is PJ Flex not done. Zach Terrell's not done. Mm-hmm. They're continuing to grow, but it's this under this mantra that started row the boat mm-hmm. and this culture that someone like Zach is going to take for the rest of his life and then apply that into the real world in whatever he does and whatever, whatever, whatever he does. And he's just, I mean, we're just talking the quarterback. So think about just all the men that are going through that locker room. Sure. Each yep. and every year. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of great stories on that team. Oh, that I'm we sure. Could, we could I mean, spend hours and hours talking about. And, and what I think is actually the hidden treasure, the stories we'll never know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. The, hid, the, 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 the hidden treasures, maybe the guy that, you know, maybe is on special teams that doesn't play much but came from XYZ, you know, and how sure. this has changed his life, you know? Sure. And, and from that, the impact he can make on people. 
So we think it's like, you know, maybe the, the stars or whatever, but these are probably ordinary men all coming from all different walks of life that are going to be touched and are going to be able to take this out and use it however they could do it for the highest good. Sure, and, and I think that's, what, that's what's so attractive about P.J. Fleck, about this program and what he's built, especially for me as an alumni. You know, I couldn't... I mean, I'm inspired just watching the team and listening to it. I can't get enough of it. My, and my wife actually said, Dude, you, you have a bro crush on PJ Fleck, don't you? Because every time she sees me, I'm watching a clip or I'm looking at something that he says or something. And it's, but, but it's come, it, comes, it captures you. Well, and it, but it comes from a different place. Sure. That's what's been the gift to you and I. Yeah. This podcast, we just happen to lo- we love sports, we love football. I know this, and it just happens to this happens to a guy we can relate with on a different level. Right, right. I mean, on, and on it a, just happens to be football too. On a, right, <laughs> but on a spiritual level. Right, right. And I think that's that's what's wonderful. And like I said, they're they're going to be in the Cotton Bowl on January second. Um, you're going. I'm gonna try. I'm going. I'm, we're gonna. Work, f- I'm working on getting there. Yep, we're gonna try to be there. And um, I've got more clips from the post game conference after the after they they won that okay. we'll cover on a future podcast. As, Perfect as a lead up into the Cotton Bowl. Perfect. And um, yeah. yeah, and we're we're, just, we're, we're gonna roll the boat. We're, we're gonna we gotta roll this boat through because this is like you know part of the journey and you know what a gift. That's what I say. It's a gift for all of us. It is. Let's all hop in this boat and just go for the ride. So if you're out there and you're listening to this pod, whether you're a Western fan or not, go get you some PJ Fleck. He's all over the internet. You can see tons of inspirational videos, things that he's done with the team, everything. Because I know, like my, I do have, I kind of do have a bro crush on him. I guess my wife is, my wife's right. <laughs> I can't stop watching <laughs> well, it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's ins- what it is. It's inspiring. It is. At the end of the day, it's very inspiring, and we all need to be inspired. And um, you know, it's a great and it's a great story. It's a it's a, it's like the David and Goliath, right? It's like the small school coming out of nowhere, going thirteen and zero, led by one of the youngest coaches in college football, mm-hmm. who's got this mantra: "Row the boat." Right. Who's, I mean, who's coaching a, a violent, aggressive, very masculine sport yep. in a way that's giving and serving and really more about the people than the results, which is refreshing. You don't see that, you know, you don't see that in business. You don't certainly it's tough to see it in sports, you know, maybe in kids sports when you're growing up. That's that's what it's about. Yeah. But at the college level, it's been well, it's been very fortunate, you know, it's, well, and it's uh, not to change the subject, but it's been very fortunate how sports does play a role in our lives and for a lot of us. And this is just one of those stories that, you know, even not being a football fan, you could kind of appreciate. And it just goes, it's just like the Chicago Cubs was so good for baseball, not winning a World Series in 100 years. <laughs> I mean, it's just good stuff. And it's, you know, like PJ said, I think. If we could bring a little joy, just our football team, to people in the community going through a good time, you know, going through a tough time, then we're doing our job in the best we can do. Right. Right. So, so 
That's it for this week's pod. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff. It was pretty heavy. Sports and spirituality, man. You can't beat it. I'd be on the. We'd be on the pod all day long. I know. Let's bring on more coaches and more players talking about spirituality. Give us. Been trying Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, get on our show. <laughs> Until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit humblewarriorpodcast.com to listen to our past episodes.